We feel so much parent guilt over the issue of do we have to play with our kids all the time or can we say no to them? Today we're jumping in talking about how it's so good for our kids to have independent play and some tips and tricks for making that a little easier on yourself. Enjoy. Hey there, my name is Matthew, and I'm a nuclear launch officer in the United States Air Force and author of Nuclear Leadership. And I'm Catherine, military wife and homeschool mama. Together, we have three kids, Garrett, who's 11, Renee, who's 8, and Riley Ann, who's 5. And And this this is is our our nuclear nuclear family. family. See what we did there? Nuclear launch officer, get it? Catherine and I could talk about parenting for hours. But... Hours are scarce around here, and for most of us, the years are short, but the days are long. So that's why for the next 30 minutes, we hope to spark some ideas and encourage you on a specific parenting topic. We're not experts, but we do believe parenting is done better in community and that we can all learn from one another. So strap in as we launch into the conversation. All right, ready to talk about playing with your kids? I'm so ready to talk about playing with your kids or not playing with your kids. <laughs> yeah. I feel like talking about playing with kids is probably More less. Fun. Yeah. It's, it's less <laughs> mental strain than actually sometimes, playing with the kids I mean, sometimes. Yeah. Depending on the dollhouse, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, so you came across this quote the other day by Jean Paget. So I'm going to go with pronouncing P-I-A-G-E-T. Okay. Um, this a play is the work of childhood. Yep. But then there was a blogger. Yeah, I actually read it on a blog, The Busy Toddler, because I still love all things parenting. I think mm-hmm. it's interesting. Um, and she says, but it's not the work of adulthood. And I just loved that because I think we have so much parent guilt around the topic of playing with our kids. Yeah. We feel like we have to be those people. We have to be those people and we have to be them all the time. And we always have to say yes, because one, our kids, you know, like playing with us when they're, especially when they're little. And so Mm -hmm. we like that. We want our kids to, you know, like, like us and enjoy being with us. And we know that the littleness is fleeting. And so we want to embrace that too. But the truth is that when we say yes to playing with our kids all the time, it is kind of exhausting. Yeah. And I was thinking about this. I wonder if COVID has made that even more so because for so long we were, all the kids had, you know, even for us as a homeschool family, we weren't getting together with friends. It wasn't like normal homeschool life where you have all these other things, all these other activities going on. You know, like we really were our kids' sole playmates. playmates. And now as... (laughs) You know, lockdown restrictions have lifted and and things are starting to look a lot more like pre-pandemic life. We still kind of have this intense feeling like that still has to be me. Right. Yeah. I, I do wonder that if it's worse now, but I think our generation always had more of a, I want to, I think we're always striving to have even better relationships with our parents, you know, with our kids than Mm. we had with our parents. And We've seen a definite change and trend over the past few generations. You know, life is different. We don't have to work on a farm and we don't have to do those things. So then we have more time. Well, 
I mean, if you look back to your childhood, yeah, my parents were really fun and they were involved in our lives, but they definitely didn't play with us all the time. Yeah, that, I mean, that's definitely true for me growing up too. Like I, I remember playing, you know, like playing catch with my parents and, the, you know, those kind of things. Like there's definitely moments where we played together and we did things together, sure. you know, went places and it, you know, it was all great. But like, I also remember a lot of times just, it was just me playing by my, by myself or playing with my sister and there were no adults around. Right. Right. And so I had that same experience and this is just kind of coming to my brain, but I think maybe we want to be different parents than our parents a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we can most easily control is how much we are in our kids' sphere, how much we play with them. That's Mm -hmm. an easy thing to control. That's an easy way for us to feel like good parents. Yeah. Well, and it's easily measurable too, like in our minds, like when we think about how am I doing as a parent, we can measure, well, how much time am I spending with them? Am I doing the things that they want to do? Am I focused on them all the time? Right. And so because our generation and maybe the parenting generation just above us has this idea of that's how we measure good parenting, when we don't do those things. When we say no to playing with our kids, mm-hmm. we feel a tremendous amount of guilt. Plus, we see this on, of course, the the average parent guilt things, Pinterest, social media, you know, play dates. Mm-hmm. We're not doing enough. We're not doing enough. And so when we, especially when we purposefully say no, then that guilt grows. Yeah. So we're here to tell you, you should not feel guilt right. <laughs> about saying no right. to your kids. Right? Yeah. Well, and when we're playing with our kids, we feel like we're building this connection with them, right? Like, and our generation and the generation above us, you know, when we're talking about creating things like Facebook and Instagram and Pinterest and all these things that bring us together, like, we're very focused on connection. Yeah. And wants to have the deepest connections possible. Even though social media is not a deep connection, we're still trying to seek (laughs) connection. Seeking connection, yeah. In that way. And so I think a lot of times we feel like we, if we're not playing with our kids, then we're not connecting with them. Hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like for us, it seems being able to play with them is more about connection, but our kids, they see connection to us just by virtue of living in the same house. Right. <laughs> you know, they right. are, they see that they are connected to us because they need us to feed them and they need us to do all, all of these things. They right. feel connected to us. Right. And I'm. we're definitely not saying always say no to playing with your kids because we do connect with them. But when we play with our kids, we change the play as adults, mm-hmm. right? So it's very beneficial to our kids to have time to play with us. That is really mm-hmm. important and super good. Mm-hmm. But it's also really important for them to learn how to play independently because we bring too much like concrete thinking to imaginative play. And for us, it is about connecting, like you were saying, instead Mm -hmm. of about the imagination and about this growing wonder as they play and create and build and do whatever they do in their own minds as they're playing on their own. Right. I mean, it reminds me of a good improv, right? 
good improv is always about saying yes, no matter how ridiculous the thing is. Uh, I remember a story about a, a man who was playing uh, a, a part of an amputee and the one actor asked for his arm. Hey, hey, could you give me a hand? And he said, no, I'm quite attached to it, which is which is funny on its surface, but yeah. then it leaves nowhere for the scene to go. Right. And a lot of times we do that as a parent where the kid says, well, pretend such and such. And we want to make it more realistic. And so, and it kind of, it just changes the dynamic. It doesn't necessarily kill the scene, but it does change the dynamic. And, right. you know, when, when Riley Ann wants to have a dog start flying and we were like, but dogs don't fly. Well, or even if we say yes, we don't make them fly in the right way. That's right. why I think, yeah. you know, kids always are like, say this, do this, mm-hmm. you know, during play. And you're like, I know how to be a dog. Like, <laughs> but Because they're building their own story. Yeah. And then when we are a part of that, it doesn't look the same as they've imagined it in right. their own mind. Right. Yeah. So it does so much for their growth and for their brain to have this time to be on their own. And it it is, though, hard because, one, they like playing with us. They do. Mm-hmm. So you get pushback, and it's hard to continue to say no, like, nope, I'm going to do the dishes right now. No, you know, I can't play with you right now. It, it just reinforces that mom guilt because you usually have to, like, you have to convince them to go play by themselves a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have to remember, too, that it's a learned skill. It's not something that our kids are born with, like just knowing how to entertain themselves. Right. You know, from the earliest moments of childhood, the neurons that are firing are these mirror neurons. So they're just all about copying what other people are doing and copying right. what uh, people are saying, the the sounds that we're making and the, the facial expressions. Facial expressions. Yeah. Exactly. They're very much about mimicking someone else so then when we tell them go play by yourself and just expect them to know how to do that well they don't right (laughs) um right that's something that the that as they get older they start to say oh now this character this doll or whatever this doll can move its hands this way which is similar to me like that's something that they have to kind of explore on their own right but the nice thing about as they learn how these things on their own, like they start to get curious about other things, you know, and that's where a lot of learning can occur is not by, they can learn by being allowed to wander and to wonder a Mm -hmm. little bit. Mm -hmm. And, and obviously that's going to be kid specific. Some kids you don't want wandering off too far for too long. (laughs) You know, silence is golden unless you have a two year old. Right. Right. And then it's suspicious. Right. (laughs) But they are exploring their world, right. you know, and that leads to greater levels of curiosity. Yeah, definitely. So I think we should talk about some ways that we have encouraged our kids to play on their own. And then I know that I have some friends that, you know, their kids are even a little bit older and they are still their kids playmate all the time. And so what are some ways to maybe encourage and practical ways to just move forward and say, okay, we are going to, you are going to play on your own independently 
and I'm going to get my things done because that's the truth is that not only do we not always want to play with our kids and be their playmate when we're at home, but also we have things to do. I have things I need to get done because we live a life and we are blessed to have a home and laundry and dishes and cooking and all those types of things. Yeah. Or or work or like actual, like now people are working from home and their kids are home. So it's a lot harder to say, I have to get my work actually done. So let's talk about some practical ways to implement if somebody who's listening is having trouble getting their kids to play on their own. Yeah. I think one uh, possibility, if you can allow it, like like the working from home part is tougher, but say you're doing the dishes or folding laundry or something is just play next to me. Like, yeah. Be in the same space as me. Go ahead and, and, and play. I'm going to put in my headphones or, or something, yeah. but I'm going to be right next to you. I'm not saying go off and be by yourself and I don't love you. Like I want to be with you. Yeah. I just can't play right now. I really need to fold this laundry or I really need to put these dishes away or I'm, I'm working on dinner, but please feel free to play Bring near me. Bring your little toy and play near me, but not with me. Especially yeah. if your kid is having a hard time with playing independently. That right. is a great, right. great thing. The other thing would be don't spend Bring it on your kids. If they're, if you have kids that are having a hard time playing independently, you can say, hey, we're going to play this or we're, you know, if you're watching a show or doing whatever, we're going to do this. But then I need to get things, some things done and I need you to go play. We're going to do that in about 10 minutes or right. in half an hour, we're going to have some quiet playtime or whatever it is so that they can process and know it's coming. I mean, that's just in many things in parenting your kids will do so much better if they mm-hmm. can kind of process and know what's coming ahead of time, you know, schedule for the day or um, leaving the park or, yeah, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. And that's great because it brings so much comfort to know what's expected, you know, as you're thinking about your day and thinking what's going to happen. And as, you, as a kid, you really don't know a lot of what's going to happen. <laughs> right. You know, from moment to right. moment. Nor do you have much control over it. Right. <laughs> exactly. And so just to have those expectations set ahead of time is really a comforting thing for the kids. Even if they know that this playtime is going to end in 10 minutes or whatever their understanding of 10 minutes is. <laughs> you know, yeah. Which is... That's a whole nother topic. <laughs> we, we don't help with that as parents. But right. Yeah. Well, and I think they do it becomes a rhythm and even independent play or quiet play can be become a rhythm in our homes. You know, I have a really good friend who is also a homeschool mom and they still have, they call it nap time because mm-hmm. yeah. that's what it's always been. Right. But her kids are... None of the kids are napping. No, <laughs> 11, 8, yeah. and um, 7, I think. And... They just still call it nap time because that's what it's been called. But it's quiet time. Mm-hmm. But they it's for an hour. Yeah. And I'm not saying jump in and do it for an hour. But that has been the expectation for her kids since they were actually taking naps. Right. And she, as a mom who is around her kids literally all day, mm-hmm. needs that time to say, 
go, but she doesn't even let them like be together and play, even though they're siblings and that's a good way to do quiet play. Mm -hmm. It's not quiet when they're playing together. Right. It inevitably gets loud. (laughs) Right. So she separates them out and says, and what if there's a fight or whatever? It ruins her hour of peace. So exactly. And it's been, her kids are happy and healthy and it's so good for their mental development. Mm -hmm. And even with siblings, it's good for them to have a break from each other sometimes at home or to be able to say no to playing with one another. Also, I mean, that was something that came to our mind when we were brainstorming this is our kids play really well together, but sometimes Garrett's not done with his school. And then Renee's like, well, what do I do? Go play on your own. <laughs> or Riley wants to play with Renee and Renee does not want to play either because she wants to work on her project that she's doing or whatever right. the case may be, or she just doesn't want to play that game. And mm-hmm. she says, no. And learning that it's okay to say no. Mm-hmm. And also you can find something to do. You can you know play on your own. is such a great life skill. Yeah, well, I mean, think of the resilience that we're building in our kids by having them play independently or entertain themselves independently. You know, like just knowing that I am enough on my own, like that is one of the core themes of right. of our adult life. You know, it's like you are enough. You know, that's what you see that all the time. Like you're enough. Don't let anyone else tell you, you know, and that's because there's truth in that to know like, I can be okay on my own. Right. Yeah. It builds a lot of resilience and confidence in ourselves. And don't we want that for our kids? Like we totally do. Absolutely. We don't want them to be dependent on us for their whole lives or even, you know, dependent on siblings. Yeah. Or to need need someone. Someone. Yeah. Else. I mean, I'm not saying that they, we should encourage them being alone all the time. No. But. No, we encourage connection, but we also need to encourage, you know, in the same balanced manner, um, being okay on on their own. Yeah. 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 Another thing to keep in mind is, like we said earlier, this is a learned skill. So if your kids haven't learned this skill yet, it might be helpful to set a timer Mm -hmm. that they can see that says, okay, you're this is how long you're going to play on your own. And maybe, I mean, really, if your kid is struggling with this, start with five minutes Mm -hmm. and then move up to 10 minutes or 15 minutes, you know, but slowly increase it. Don't start by saying, I'm going to have an hour quiet time, you know, or an hour of you playing by yourself while I do this work. Yeah, You have to build up to it, I think. And because it is a learned skill. So just like anything, math or playing guitar, if you play guitar for an hour your very first day, it's going to hurt and you won't want to play anymore. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so just. Yeah. Or we've been doing um, cycling in our in our home and. Yeah, uh, yeah. Spin class. Spin class. Yeah. And I think of like Tabata intervals, right? <laughs> Where you've got a bunch of, you get play and then you get rest. And it's sort of built on this one-to-one or two-to-one ratio of work rest. And so we can kind of use that. And the reason why you do that when you're interval training is because ultimately it makes you stronger in the long run and you can have greater endurance later. So yeah, giving these little short sprints of like (laughs) go 
be alone for a bit. Right. You know, it's kind of like interval training for your house. <laughs> totally. Totally. I think that's that's like the advice that I have or the thoughts that I have, do you think? Yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot to be gained uh, for our kids by not having to be with us. And I think there's a lot that we can gain as well in just terms of helping the house run smoothly and yeah. effectively. Well, and mental health, even if, if you're a parent who plays with your kid, like their playmate all day, yeah. it's exhausting. It's exhausting. So let us encourage you by saying, of course, it's good to play with your kids, but you can be guilt-free about saying no to playing with your kids. It's yeah. okay. It's even really, really good for them. It's good for their emotional well-being and good for the mental well-being too, and good for your mental well-being, which is good for your kids. <laughs> yeah. Well, and honestly, if we're concerned about, you know, making sure that we're connecting with our kids and being worried about, am I, am I connecting enough with my kids? Like mm -hmm. then you're already on the right path. Yeah, that's right. Thanks for listening today, guys. You can find us on Instagram at r.nuclear.family or you can find us online at ournuclearfam.com. Yep. And if you would uh, do us a favor, subscribe, rate, and review. We love hearing from you. We love reading all of those reviews. It really helps us get the word out. So Yeah, definitely. And putting it in your stories is a really quick and easy way to get the word out too. So yep. any love you can give us, we appreciate it. So hopefully we can spread the word and encourage other parents too. Yep. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.